0: Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. Welcome back. It's another week, another conversation. This time it's just me. I don't have Annette with me. We've talked about a couple things, and there are some things in the works. We may have some future conversations that may cause at least me to think about things in a different way. Carissa and I actually started recording something, got interrupted, and that's as far as we got. So she will likely come back in a future episode, and we'll talk about some things that, again, hopefully will give me a chance to think about things in a little bit different way. And maybe you can follow along. And Allison, I'll give you the uh, shout out as well. We've talked about a few things and just haven't uh, set up a time to sit down and record. So that is coming. I'm sure Mark, I hate throwing your name out there, (laughs) but we'll have you back one of these days as well. As soon as you return my calls, I talked to CJ, Uh, briefly, and we've had some conversations with him early on in the podcast. He is a great friend, and we'll have him back on soon, as soon as we can get schedules coordinated. Something that we've talked about in the past couple of weeks, at least peripherally, is prayer. The power of prayer, the reason for prayer, the need for prayer, especially as it relates to personal revelation. And I want to Explore. Actually, I just want to talk for a couple of minutes about some maybe some questions, maybe some answers. I may have some thoughts in there. I don't know for sure. But especially as um, what's going on in my life today, as I'm recording this, a few days ago, my boss passed away after a three week or so stay in the hospital battling COVID. The next day, there was a young woman who used to be in our ward who was about the same age, who also passed away from COVID. And in both cases, both actually happened to be Latter-day Saints, and in both cases, family, friends reached out to others asking for prayers, asking for good thoughts, positive thoughts, fasting, etc. And so it's just given me something to think about. How do we pray? What should we be praying for? I don't know that I need to necessarily consider why do we pray? We have commandments and, and I think there are established reasons that I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily something that I want to dig into at least right now, but what should we be asking for? How do we ask for, uh, how do we not ask? And I don't know. I don't know that I have all the, the answers. So just a couple of thoughts. Number one, I've heard, and I didn't pull up any references, I didn't pull up any scriptures or general conference talks or anything like that that talk about how to pray. There's a great talk by Elder Scott that I absolutely loved where he referenced the receiving answers to prayers, that many times if we ask a question or we ask for direction and we don't feel like we're getting anything, that maybe that's Heavenly Father saying, I trust you. To make a decision. Now, overlaying that idea on the scripture we talked about about a week or two ago, that uh, that we grew up um, in my family, my dad was constantly talking about Alma thirty seven thirty seven, counsel with the Lord in all thy doings. And what does that look like? What does that mean? Does that mean that I shouldn't do anything until I get a direct confirmation from Heavenly Father that this is what I should be doing? And in the past week or two, we've talked about things I'm, I'm pursuing possible promotions at work. I'm uh, of course, there are things that we in our day-to-day lives consider major decisions. It could be where to live. It could be which house to buy. It could be what career to pursue or uh, what career field we should uh, be chasing after. Should we continue education in a specific way? And, I'm not sure that the direction that we have from our father in heaven is don't do anything until I tell you that it's okay. And that I think takes a lot of different forms. It could be um, specific decisions about how to raise our kids. I think I want to believe anyways that our father in heaven has confidence in our ability to make decisions and we also learned through the scriptures it's uh, specifically called out in uh, a lot of the the teachings in the the church in the gospel that we have the opportunity to make decisions but and we're going to make wrong decisions sometimes I remember a talk from elder Holland and I think Allison may have mentioned this. Uh, at least it was in a conversation. I don't remember if it was something that we recorded, but he told a story, I believe in general conference, about how he and his son were traveling in a deserted area. There was a fork in the road and they didn't know which fork, which direction to go. So they prayed about it. The distinct impression that both of them got was to take the same, the, a specific uh, path and they went a short way and it was the wrong path. And his takeaway from that was that meant that the other path had to be right. And so, as they had traveled on that longer path, long enough that had they started on that path, they may have started to question, Are we going the right way? They knew with certainty that they were going the right way. Now, I love that story. I love the idea that we're going to make mistakes and that we can learn from those mistakes. And those mistakes sometimes give us the absolute certainty that we're on the right, the right path. I don't think there's anything wrong with making a decision and counseling with the Lord in whatever manner that looks like. It could be a a matter of informing Heavenly Father, here's the decision that I've decided to make. It could be um, maybe a question. Is this the direction I should take? And if it's not, then please make sure that I uh, have a clear understanding of of the fact that it is not the right direction. I kind of like that that idea of praying to no direction, but not necessarily waiting on answers from the Lord. I know people, and I know of people, who struggle to make any decision until they feel that that absolute certainty that they're operating in the right way. And I think if that's how I were to live, I would miss out on a lot of blessings a lot of growth and development if i were waiting for somebody whether it was a bishop or a, an elders quorum president or some other leader a general conference talk or somebody else uh, including a, a an impression from the holy ghost that i'm making the right decision i don't i don't believe that we are supposed to wait for some entity to tell us that we're on the right track. I believe that we're designed, that we're supposed to be making decisions for ourselves and that we're going to make right decisions and we'll learn and grow from those. And we're going to make wrong decisions and we're going to learn and grow from those. I don't think making wrong decisions is necessarily a problem, even if those wrong decisions are the result of or result in sin. Because sin isn't sin is actually part of the plan. We're not commanded to sin. We're not commanded to make mistakes. But but the whole purpose of the atonement was when we make mistakes, we have a way to, to return, to get back on track, to return to our Father in heaven, to get back on that path. So one of the things that I've been thinking about as these thoughts have been going through my head, what are some things that I should be praying for? So my boss was in the hospital with COVID. I had talked to him briefly. Uh, just before he went to the hospital, he said uh, that he felt fine a day or two before. And then the day of, he sent me a text and said he was feeling horrible, was going to the hospital. And then as things became worse, and I didn't get a lot of specifics aside from the fact that he was in the ICU, he was on a ventilator and in a medically induced coma, I knew things were not good. So what do I pray for at that point? Do I pray that he returned to full health? I know the statistics, I don't know the statistics, but I know that they are not good for somebody who's in that case. Do I pray that uh, he be released from his pain? I don't know, that just didn't feel right. Do I pray that his family can find peace? I think that was something that that felt right to me, but I don't know, it's, uh, that, was, that was a hard thing for me. We had this uh, young woman who used to be a member of our ward, family still lives in the area, who, uh, the same thing, this last Sunday, not a fast Sunday, we were invited to fast and pray for her health as she was fighting the same battle in the ICU in a different hospital and on a ventilator, just struggling to survive. And as I as I did that, and I did pray for the family, and I did have thoughts turned to her, I, I don't know, I, I still struggle with, what what should I be praying for? Should I pray to change the will of the Lord? We know that that's not necessarily going to happen. Should I pray to understand the will of the Lord? I don't know that it's necessarily something that that is my right to understand the will of the Lord as it relates to people that aren't directly related to me. They're not part of my direct stewardship. So what should I pray for? And I'm not sure that I have the answer for that. Um... It's, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm not sure what to ask in a lot of those cases. And I think back to when I was a seminary teacher. This actually started um, just before I was a seminary teacher. I was a stake Young Men's president in my stake and had a conversation with the president of the Young Men's organizations in one of the wards. And he was struggling. He had a very small youth group. There were, I think, two or three of the boys of the seven that were his own sons. And the thought came to me, I know it was not my thought, it was an inspired thought, but I invited him to pray for his young men by name. I loved the idea enough that I began doing that as the stake young men's president. I would pray for the young men's presidents across the stake by name. And then shortly after that, I was released and called as a seminary teacher, and I began to do the same thing, praying for my seminary students by name, every day. Now, my prayers were not elaborate. They were not extravagant. And really, there was not much more than praying for them by name every day. Heavenly Father, please bless. And I would go from name to name. Please bless Josh. Please bless Caitlin. Please bless. And I would just, that's all it was. Because I didn't always know exactly what was going on or exactly what I needed to ask for. But the interesting thing was, as I did that, I would hit names occasionally, and the best way that I can describe that was it was like hitting a speed bump in my prayer. Something caused me to slow down or stop, and I just thought, something's going on. And so I would pay special attention to those individuals. I might, uh, there were times that I would take chocolate cake or brownies or cookies over to them just to make a connection. There were times I remember connecting with a bishop and saying, I don't know what's going on with this one but I think it's somebody that you need to be aware of. The interesting thing was, in every single case, the bishop, if I connected with him, would come back and say, you're right on. And I never knew what the details were. It was not important. But it, it, I think, was something that taught me about what to pray for. And in some cases, I wasn't praying for anything other than just asking for the Lord's blessing, and that maybe all it did was got me in a frame of mind where I could be sensitive to the promptings of the Spirit. I don't know what else to pray for. When I have something going on in my life, should I pray for my burdens to be lifted? I don't know. Should I pray that my faith or that my strength be increased? so that I can bear the burdens? Maybe. I kind of like that idea. And what about when we're praying for somebody else? And what I mean by that is, so we have a situation where somebody's ill or somebody's struggling with something, we could certainly pray for the the Lord's blessings to be upon that person and their family. It's not really specific. I'm not sure that it needs to be. But what about when somebody's making a poor choice or more specifically, I guess, is a choice that we disagree with. So, suppose somebody has decided that they're going to marry somebody, and you think this is a bad choice. This is going to end up badly. This is not somebody who's going to be supportive, etc. Do you pray that it's not going to work out? Do you pray that they're going to see the truth, quote-unquote? What is the truth? How do we know? that it's not right or that it's not the the way that it should be. I remember a uh a lot of years ago there was a a young man he had recently returned from his mission, he was our home teacher and he started going out with a girl. It was a little bit of a um unusual c- circumstance. He was several years older than she was. She had just or she was just graduating from high school, moving into that adulthood role that adulthood situation moving into the single uh and available time period he was teaching her youth sunday school class and they started dating started getting a little bit more serious and they decided to get married she had not gone to college yet there were a lot of concerns expressed in the ward that she was throwing away her life she really needed to get away experience uh an education etc 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 so he came to me one day And he said, what do you think? Well, I don't know that this necessarily relates to what I'm (laughs) talking about today, but the thought that I had was, it doesn't matter what I think. I asked him, did you pray about this? He said, yeah, I did. I said, what's your answer? He said, this is right. We should pursue our relationship. They ended up getting married and, and have several kids and a lovely family. So why does it matter? Why does it matter what I think? If you know what your answer is, go with that. I guess my point, my thought as I'm, as I'm thinking about this is as I'm praying about or for other people, am I praying for something that's going to remove their agency? So if I have somebody who's making a decision, whether it's a a pursuit of a career or a pursuit of a spouse or a deeper relationship, a a pursuit of where to live, a pursuit of, it, it could be all sorts of things. Um, as as their faith transitions maybe they're deciding whether or not they want to be uh, engaged in the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or the the gospel in other ways should i be praying for them to make decisions that i think are right should i be praying for something to happen that removes their agency so that and and a thought, something that I hear, something that I've heard myself say is, please bless so-and-so that his or her heart will be softened. Well, is that an appropriate prayer? Or is that requesting that their agency be altered? And I don't know the answer to that. So I don't know that I have a lot of answers for this episode. I do have a lot of questions. Um, the thing that I'm going to end with, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Not everybody is healed. Not everybody is lifted out of their burdens. Not everybody is moved to a situation that they prefer. Not everybody gets the job that they want. Not everybody is able to get the house that they're looking for. Not everybody is going to end up in the situation that they want to be in as they're asking for those things as they pray. One thing that I will say that if you haven't prayed for, pray to know how your Father in Heaven feels about you. That's something, as I've had conversations with individuals, I know it's something that we've talked about on the podcast before. I believe that our Father in Heaven is a loving Father. I believe He wants us to be happy. I believe He wants us to know how He feels about us. I believe that He can't wait to share that with us, however that looks. I had an experience myself where I know how he feels about me, and that changes a lot of things. I can put up with a lot of things that I didn't think I would be able to put up with otherwise because I know who I am to my Father in heaven. I know whose I am. And even with the mistakes that I make, with the bad attitudes that I have, with the thoughts that I shouldn't have, the unkind things that I say or think, I know how he feels about me. I've talked to a few people who have had that same kind of experience, and it is a sweet and wonderful experience. He loves you. He wants you to know that. I believe that with all my heart. He would love to have that connection with you and maybe that's one of the reasons that we pray is just so we can develop that relationship with our father in heaven not necessarily to get anything not necessarily to plead for what we want or what we need but just so we can have that connection with our father in heaven i don't know i'd love to hear your thoughts i have more that i could talk about about this i'm not going to at this point we may come up with some things in future episodes where we talk about how we can deepen that relationship with our father in heaven and with our savior and while we're at it with others as we minister to others i think that is something that enriches our life and that's the whole point of chocolate cake thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week thank you for listening to chocolate cake bites Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating to review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake?